Thank you for joining me for another episode of Spiritual Prism, where we discuss everyday issues through the prism of God's Word. Today I want to speak on a topic that I think almost everyone listening will most likely want and or is seeking, and that's peace. I have titled it, Peace in a Tumultuous World. I think this is a fitting title, because in today's world we almost always have something that we need to take care of, or something that is striving for our attention. Especially with our cell phones, we are constantly attached to the world's clamors. From emails, texts, robocalls, all the social media sites that people are constantly posting on 24 hours a day, every day, to doing things we like, such as playing games, reading a book, posting something on our social media sites ourselves, or even listening to a podcast, which sometimes can be a peaceful distraction from some other issue that's going on in our life. If you have children, if you have children, then the situation can get even more amped up because you have to add on all the other things that need to be done in a day like breakfast, lunch, dinner, homework, laundry, dishes, and so on. And this doesn't even include what has happened throughout the day in each person's life and the things that need to be addressed. We have to remember, with so many things taking place in our own lives every day, not to forget that although an issue may not seem relevant to us, it may be very significant in the life of our loved one. As a parent myself, I'm here to tell you it is extremely important to take the time to listen to your children because if you don't, there will come a time when they just quit trying to talk to you at all. And I don't believe that any parent wants to have to say after the fact, why didn't you just tell me? Or even worse yet, I wish they would have talked to me. Kids are struggling with peace too. And as parents, we need to help them find it. We have to try to listen to them intently with a loving, open, and peaceful heart. I realize that's not always the easiest thing to do because some days we just have a lot of peace stealers that come into our daily life and steal our joy and steal that peace. And when that happens, sometimes we are just not ready to deal with somebody else's issues. Why do I bring all this up? Because it's so very relevant for this discussion. We have to find peace ourselves if we want to have peace around us, which in return strengthens the peace in us. Here's a common example that I have found myself guilty of. Let's see if you can relate. You've had a horrible day at work and you have a 45 minute drive home. You get on the interstate and of course it's bumper to bumper. No sooner do you merge on to the slow moving interstate parking lot that the phone rings and the person on the other line is letting you know you have a bill that's passed due. What you say? I have that set up on auto pay. That can't be. I know it's paid. They answer, I'm sorry, our records show it hasn't been paid. Now, your blood pressure is rising. You're starting to get irritated. You already had a bad day. You're about to let that person on the other line know that you're never late on your bills and get into it with them. And then you remember, the card I had that payment attached to was compromised. Someone used it fraudulently at a grocery store in some town I've never heard of. And I had to get a new one and I never updated the information. Before you can even get off the phone, telling them I'll call you back and get it taken care of later, someone about takes the front end of your car off, like they're going to get somewhere in this bumper-to-bumper traffic. Is this starting to sound familiar? Well, let me continue. You finally get home after that 45-minute drive has turned into an hour and 15 minutes, and of course, you're definitely not in a peaceful state of mind, and now starts all the other things that are striving for your attention. I'm sure you know how this ends up not very good. Because you come home upset, angry, and without peace, and then is transferred to the rest of the family, which in turn ruins everyone's evening. 
and in a lot of cases, when it's left unchecked, it will even continue into the following day. I'm sure we've all had a situation like this that has caused us to lose our sense of peace, and due to that situation, causes us even more stress and disrupts the peace of those around us. Peace is defined as freedom from disturbance or a state where there is no war. We have discussed some disturbances that we may run into in our day-to-day -day life. So now let's bring in the war aspect of peace into our discussion. I believe that we probably all understand that there are wars and battles taking place on a global front. But for our discussion, I would like to bring this war aspect into how it fits into our daily lives. Most of us who are not in the military are not fighting a war on the front lines. And for those of you listening who are serving or who have served, I want to say thank you for your service. Because without those of you serving, I would not be able to enjoy the peace and freedom we have here where I live in the United States. I believe we as a nation should all be thankful every day for the peace from physical war in the middle of our own country. Again, I say thank you and God bless you. Now to the personal wars that we are fighting in our own lives every day. There are so many, and here are a few that come to my mind. Addiction, covetousness, lust, worry, fear, anxiety, resentment, and so on. We are fighting and warring against something on a daily basis. There is one war that comes to my mind that we are fighting on a daily basis that I believe a lot of us don't even know that we are fighting. Yet, in my opinion, it is the most important one of all, and I believe that it's the chief cause of our peace being taken from us. That war is spiritual warfare. That's right, spiritual warfare. To some people, this may sound kooky, but it's not. Most of the things I mentioned are tactics of spiritual warfare. You see, there is a battle raging for our souls. The Bible tells us in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor, so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, Hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. I have one more verse I want to give you to help put this in context, and that's 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. It says, Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. The Bible is clearly telling us here about spiritual warfare. We're fighting things against the unseen world, against mighty powers, and evil spirits. I wanted to bring the cause of these peace thieves into light so we could relate and then discuss how we can stand against them. First and most importantly, you must trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, so you can put on the full armor of God, as we just read in the book of Ephesians. I have found it helps if you remember to do it every day. I try and do it every morning before I even get out of bed. It helps me to get ready for the day. 
by reminding me that I don't have to go it alone and that I am submitting to the Lord knowing that I also can't fight these battles on my own. This is so crucial because we can't see our enemy all the time, but God can. Remember what First Peter said, our enemy is prowling like a lion. This analogy is used in the Bible because if you were in the jungle at night, there could be a lion stalking you, and 99% of the time, you wouldn't even know he was out there. And during the Bible times, it would have been even worse. I realize we don't have a physical lion stalking us, but what we do have is a situation that is about to attack us just like that prowling lion to steal our peace. Whether it be the person that cut you off, or your boss that said something you didn't like, or a co-worker, it could be so many different things, and that's the tactics that are used to steal our peace. So we have to remember to stay alert and to put on that armor of God. Second, you have to work at living in peace with everyone. This means everyone. Again, the boss you don't like, an annoying co-worker, the noisy neighbor, your troublesome in-laws, the person that cuts you off in traffic, and so on. It's not always going to be easy, but we have to try to work at living in peace with everyone. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, 14 through 15, Work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Did you catch that end part? Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. The Bible is confirming what we spoke about earlier. When we are lacking peace, we tend to be bitter, and that can spread to others. It even lets us know it's a poisonous root. Now, if you've ever had a weed in your garden and you just pluck off the top, guess what? It's just going to come back. You have to get the root. And for our discussion, that means getting to the root cause of whatever is stealing our peace so it doesn't continue to poison us and spread to others. Third, we must not have a mindset of revenge, repaying evil for evil. Don't throw out insults when someone has wronged you or insulted you. What good does it do to start swearing and giving hand gestures to the person that cut you off? None. It does no good. It may feel like we're getting revenge or some sort of indication but it doesn't bring peace. Instead, it only escalates the situation and causes more anger. I've been there and done that and have changed my attitude. It's not worth getting into a fight or even worse, getting shot. I've been with people who have gotten out of their car and started banging on the other person's window, waiting to repay evil for evil. There are even worse situations when someone attacks us or offends us or someone that we love. This is probably the worst one for me personally. It steals my peace instantly and has sometimes taken me days to get over. I have to remind myself what the Bible tells us in 1 Peter 3, 9 through 12. It says, Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. That is what God has called you to do, and he will grant you his blessing. For the scripture says, If you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, Keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. There are many different triggers that can trigger each and every one of us. So I recommend remember this verse and when you're struggling, go and read it. Or another verse that you may have that will help you give it over to God and regain your peace. 
First Peter 5, 7 says, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. So lay it down at his feet, so you can move on and regain your peace. Lastly, try not to worry. Instead, try and be grateful for all the other things that are going right in your life. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, don't worry about anything and be grateful to God. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 tells us, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is another big one for me. Worry has stole my peace for years, but now I have learned to bring it to the Lord because worrying will not and does not change anything. It only helps to steal your peace. The Bible gives us good, sound advice on how we can keep our peace or find it in times of trouble or weakness. And I have only brought up a few verses that I thought would help this discussion come to life. Here are a few more verses I wanted to give to you. The first one is Isaiah 9:6. It says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The child being born is Jesus. And what a mighty God he is. He's the Prince of Peace. And he wants peace for all of us. Another one is Romans 12, 9 through 21. It says, Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Wow, what a lesson on life the Bible gives us there. Put that into practice and see how your life can change. John sixteen thirty three tells us, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Jesus is speaking here, and he's letting us know that he knows that we will have many trials and sorrows, but we can have peace in him. And for the last one, Matthew eleven twenty-eight through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. This is one of my favorite verses that I'm giving you today, because to me, it just feels like Jesus is pleading with every one of us to come to him because he loves us so much. This to me is like a father telling his children that he loves them so much. Come to me, I'm here for you. 
Jesus is saying, come to me when you are battered and bruised. And when the cares of this life are too heavy to bear or overwhelms you, he's willing to give us peace and rest. Jesus saying, take my yoke upon you, is really saying, carry the load with you. You see, a yoke was a harness that they would put on two oxen to pull a load so they could share the burden. That's why he says, my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light because he will be carrying most of the load and sometimes not just the load, but you as well. I feel like when Jesus is saying, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls, that he is saying, let him lead and teach you because he is loving, kind, gentle, and faithful to us all. And he gives us this promise for eternity. That's why we can find rest for our souls. Jesus knows that just because the body dies doesn't mean the soul does. We are eternal beings. And who wouldn't want to spend an eternity with a God like that? In closing, I want to say that you can find peace by applying what the Bible teaches us about peace. But to find true peace, you must come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. To unlock the full potential of the peace-giving life Jesus offers to every one of us, that come to him. So I say, don't wait and put it off until tomorrow or even another hour. Come to him now. If you don't want to put it off for another minute, you can just pray this with me right now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner, and the penalty for sin is death and eternal separation from you. And I ask for your forgiveness from my sins. I believe you died on the cross and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sins and ask you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to another episode of Spiritual Prism. And until next time, I pray that you can find your peace with Jesus.